Welcome to this Skyride Local podcast, made in conjunction with the London Festival of Architecture. Skyride is part of Sky and British Cycling's ambition to encourage one million more people to cycle regularly by 2013. Skyride Local events take place across the country and cater for cyclists of all ages and abilities. They are free to join in and led by British Cycling trained ride leaders who will guide you along the route and provide tips and advice on cycle safety and skills. If you enjoy this podcast, which takes you on a virtual bike ride around some of London's most inspiring architectural features and landscapes, there are five more podcasts in the series and a lot more Skyrides coming up throughout the summer. Visit www.goskyride.com for more details. The Linear City with Kani Ash of Ash Sakula Architects. This is a tour of recent developments hugging viaducts, canals and roads. The ride starts on the Green Bridge in Mile End Park, just off the Mile End Road. When I finished university, I lived in 6,000 square foot um, overlooking the river for a year in Wapping. And it was a a sort of very strange experience. We had to um, plasterboard all of the steelwork. So it was like, on the one hand, you have these brilliant parties... And on the other hand, it was a kind of a bit of a nightmare because every weekend you had to just get more plasterboard up. Um, but it, it gave me um, a sense of the kind of um, bad things that were happening at that time in the early 80s in the East End where they were knocking down really fantastic fabric. And it was fashionable then to build little houses with front gardens and um, make people feel it wasn't really old Docklands. Really, it was like a perfectly great, new, family-friendly neighbourhood in London. At that time, they actually knocked down something about the size of Mile End Park, uh, which is called Free Trade Wharf. And they're still doing it a little bit in places. So, for instance, where we're going to go in the middle, which is Fish Island, they're they're buildings that um, Richard, who works with us and lives there, has just told me, you know, have um, been knocked down the last month, that sort of overnight, suddenly, that quite cute brick shed with a circular window is gone. And so I think it's really great to, to make sure that one does keep an eye on um, how opportunities for living can be encouraged and also stop the kind of blitz of... Um, I think the, the, the one-bedroom flat blitz has actually had a little stalling anyway because of the recession. But I, I think that just a, a more imaginative approach is, is what we're looking for. And so we're going to have... Um, first stop is going to be the largest uh, student campus in London, which is, um, I think, 1,500 beds. Is that right? Or 2,000 beds? It's, um, I've got it on my thing. But it's... Uh, it's, it's a little bit of city, really. Um, so what we want to do is go down uh, by the canal there and have a look at that, and then we're going to um, pass through Long Victoria Park off to Fish Island, and then we're going to flip back to a building which has just finished this year and has won lots of architectural awards, um, the um, Soda Studios, which is hard up against the railway line. And after that, we've got... Because we, we're... We're an architecture practice and we have to go and visit our own buildings. We're going to go and see the hothouse in London Fields which, and go up on the roof there and shoot the breeze a bit and then come back down to the canal. Have a drink. 
When you go past on the train, it's really dramatic. It's like rather beautiful. We'll see when we go a bit further, if we look back, that with these bay windows sticking out, there's a little bit of staccato up against the viaduct. And it's, um, it glitters and it looks good in different lights. And that building protects this green heart space where you'll see people sitting out. Um, it's kind of social space and, and, it, and it makes it much, much quieter than it would be. So the, 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 there's loads of different sizes of accommodation for postgraduates, undergraduates. Travelling east along the canal adjacent to Victoria Park, the ride comes to Fish Island, where we drop in on a handful of warehouse spaces used for work, living, arts and play. The first is the Stour Space. Um, we're a not-for-profit organisation with focus towards supporting local artists and creative enterprises in the area with relation to regeneration of what's happening at the moment. So we have workshop space, gallery space and event space. So we do monthly exhibitions and events for local enterprises, basically. So do you get any grant from anyone? No, no, we do try, but... Um, because of the change in the funding with the lottery at the moment, we're not really at the forefront of people want to give out money. So all of this has been done voluntarily and from stuff out of skips and off Gumtree and as much as we can afford to do ourselves, really. So it's another example of the great Olympic legacy. <laughs> well, the Olympics, the ODA are aware we're here, the council are aware we're here. On paper, they support it, but in reality, there's a lot of red tape we have to learn as we go along in terms of the legal. We're fighting, we're always fighting to stay here. So do you pay any rent? Yes, yes. 65 grand a year to be here. It's an expensive building to keep. Wow. So, but it's privately owned, so therefore we have to subsidise that with um, exhibition space. And there's currently 22 businesses running from here. So. before then uh, it was kind of rave central for a lot of people and there was there was kind of stabbings there was uh, there was kind of the red light district was this corner <laughs> um, I think third tree down on the on the left was was a particular spot um, and when we got here yeah, it, was, it was completely smashed up and there, was, there, was, there was no structure in here. And then we did the designs and, and the, the, the amount of space that we had is uh, such huge potential to actually kind of do things with it. It was just, it was just being wasted. So did the designs, took the whole idea to the landlord, the actual owner of the building, and uh, basically, well, the, the original, original uh, proposal was to say, well, give me seven months free rent and I'll, I'll build this, or or you build it and increase the rent accordingly. And he said, OK, I'll give you three months free or I'll build it. So obviously, well, you build it. <laughs> so then he did almost exactly to, to the plans, um, which is really nice for me. It's, it's kind of a, a showpiece for me. Um, so you're responsible for the floaty feeling here? Uh, I, I guess so, but a lot. it was, it was kind of... Um, I mean, I, I'm, I'm no architect, I... I've been self-employed for three years as a as a guitar maker. <laughs> Sorry, not three years, eight years as a guitar maker. And in that time, I've picked up a lot of things. I had to subsidise through yes, some building work um, and a lot of kind of carpentry and joinery work as well. And so the, the main the main thing was that it had to be built really quickly. So all the lengths are standard lengths. So you just buy it in and 
and just put it in straight away. So the whole thing is built in six weeks. Basically at the moment I'm working on um, just documenting the house and all the movements and all the things that have changed over like two weeks. Because it's really organic, the ratio of how people come through and how we move things around and how space has changed so easily. Like only two months ago, this desk, this table just was a place to dump stuff, you know, because that place got so comfy that we'd all come home and just like jump in front of the TV and then we'd never use the table. So that's why we built the benches and I think now it works because yeah. um, it just feels like something to it's do. It's also a summer and winter mode, don't you think? Yeah. Think and so. you were saying there was a piano here at one point. Yeah, it was just in that corner there, which is due to be clay studio thing yeah. of Andrew's or maybe we just put all the guitars there and play all the time. So what I find really interesting about this story is it isn't that places get better and better. It's that they have um, different periods of glory and, you know, fall. Um, And that's um, something which is alive, isn't it, to the people who are coming in here and what energy they've got and their interests. So it's, it's just so different from, like, putting people into one bed flats yeah. and isolating them from... And it's a very organic way of living. You know, the, the whole space adapts to who's living here at any, at any one time. Like, so, you know, the, the, place, the place that was a piano area is now a dumping ground, unfortunately. But, you know, one day again, it'll be a musical area or this area or that area. Um, and yet, even winter to summer, the whole place changes quite dramatically in terms of just how we use the space, really. I just think there's a lot to learn from this kind of way of living and that if Richard gets to doing his animation and you get your sketch up... Um, and the story of how it started together and you, you know, put in bench stories could be just a really amazing resource for other people yeah. who just need the confidence to go and take... Because taking on a lease is scary, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it was quite a, a daunting thing to do. And it still can be if, there's, if you know, you're not finding someone for room and you know you're going to have to cover their rent in a month's time, but yeah. it generally all seems to fall into place. Or if you find the wrong person. Yeah, that's another <laughs> terror, yeah. <laughs> Okay, this is the place where we live that um, we're quite jealous of because we live just on the back of this, as you can see. And we're part of these buildings, but we can't get through to here like these guys can. So it's a really just lovely courtyard which joins up a whole bunch of buildings in the peanut factory. Um, so you get a lot of kind of young creative designers and um, young workers and everything. But the real star of the show here is actually this building here, which is now called The Hive. Um, and Kat here, she's going to tell us a bit about... <laughs> well, come in and see it. It's basically it's a warehouse, but it's been made into a performance space. So the, the biggest space in the middle has been kept free for acrobatics and aerial, and the rooms have kind of been built around that idea. So, uh, yeah, come and have a look. Well, this really feels like a theatre, doesn't it? I mean, you've got to forgive it. We had a big cabaret in here on Saturday. So, like, this half turned into a really big stage, and then we put seating out here and seating up in the mess. Um, and, it, yeah, it turns into a, a show... Um, and we're still kind of cleaning up from that because it tends to turn into a bit of a party. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, if you ever want to come, it's uh, if you look up the Hive on Facebook, we do it every month. Um, I don't know what do most you perf- really. No, do you perform as well? Uh, yeah, I'm at circus school, so I do cloud swing. Um, but I don't do that here. There isn't the rigging because you need to be really high. So that, is that circus space? Yeah. Western, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know it? Yeah. Ah, yeah. Yeah, so come and have a look. We've got um, our living spaces up there, like our living room, with a bathroom. That's a bedroom. That's my bedroom. I think there's six. One, two, three, four, five, six. Yeah. Bedroom, 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 bedroom. And then we've got kind of office space up there, a tool room kind of there. 
do you um, find people to live with and how do you know that you're going to get on well, with them? Well, that's really interesting because I've just taken over a warehouse across the road that has seven bedrooms. And so basically it's a shell. I've got the rooms, but nothing else. And so I'm, I'm trying to find people that I think will fit in with that and people that will kind of use the space well. Um, and it's hard. I think you just you go through a lot of interviews with a lot of people. And sometimes and you want to try, try out living with them. Yeah, exactly. It's kind of trial and, er- and error. And I think... If you live with somebody and it doesn't work, you both feel that um, in this kind of space because there's so many people, it has to be really communal. Um, yeah. And there are rules? Do you set rules? Do you imagine that...? Yeah, there are. I mean, it depends on which warehouse you live in. Ours is probably the most sensible one because everyone here um, does quite sensible things, you know, early in the morning, whereas um, there's some upstairs that are just shambolic and you've got a kind of bridge with three bedrooms made with tents kind of shoved in corners and... You know, there's definitely no rules in that kind of house. Um, so it depends on who you're living with and what the goals of the house are, really. And what are the rules? Here, it's kind of it's an early-to-bed, early-to-rise kind of house. So lights out, like a particular time? Oh, no, we don't do lights out or anything. It's just after 12, you tend not to play your music or, or things like that because the sound travels. It also depends on what they're made with, though, because this space was completely empty. It used to be an art gallery. And so when Hugo and Saskia moved in... Um, they're not here. Um, they built all of these bedrooms out of MDF and wood. So, I mean, it's an amazing structure to have come up with, but it's not particularly soundproof. The last leg of the ride is back through Victoria Park and London Fields to the Kingsland Road, where we view Soda Studios by Thinking Space Limited. Andrea Miorin was one of the architects working on the development, which occupies a sliver of land between the busy road and a railway line. All of these flats are kind of uh, live-work units and uh, the uh, planning started in 2005 with it and uh, it was just a gap in the, in the uh, uh, planning, uh, planning laws uh, that you, kind of, uh, you can build on industrial sites or you can, uh, you can uh, build apartments on industrial sites when you, when you uh, have live-work units. And that's why all of these uh, units here are live work units with uh, a bit of more commercial on the ground floor, which uh, they haven't uh, progressed on yet because uh, I uh, don't have anybody interested to move in quite yet. But uh, I think 90% of the apartments are rented out now uh, and just uh, yeah, a few uh, we, can, we can have a look around. And it, There's yeah. quite an intriguing section through this building we're about to go in which is um, a bit based on the, uh, the Corbusier's habitation um, in that you have like maisonettes so that there's the corridors come every other level and they're little internal staircases. So the entire idea was uh, to separate the work units as much out from the li- uh, living areas as possible and that's why you have uh, the uh, access corridors on the second and fifth floor and then you have on the on the entrance uh, floors you've got your workspace and then you get, go either down to the, to the uh, living uh, space or you go up. So it's like, and the, the apartments are kind of L-shaped, and so you've got the second and fifth floor as access route. And 
yeah so just to give a bit more privacy and uh, on this uh, on this block it's a bit different on this block it's all on one level and it's not sub separate out as much as on here but you know I think it also depends uh, which business you run if you if you have clients coming in or not here it's quite easy just have clients coming in because you've got everything you need on one um, on the entrance floor and uh, here it's kind of yeah it's all a bit more cozy and but um, both uh, both blocks uh, give uh, quite a good uh, area for for the for the apartments so it's, it's a bit more generous than than uh, you usually have for for lift. We hope you enjoyed this podcast from the London Festival of Architecture Sky Rides. For more information about lead group rides in your area, please visit www.fest.org.